0: And we're live with Conrad Cook, strong safety, outside linebacker, running back, receiver, do-it-all player, Dublin Rebels, Irish Wolfhounds, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Wolfhounds, born and raised, uh, let's go St. Petersburg, Florida? St.
1: Petersburg, Florida, that's right.
0: St. Petersburg, that's all right, perfect. St. Petersburg, (laughs) Florida. So start me, uh, first sports, what's your first sport?
1: Um, well, funny enough, my first sport was actually soccer. Um, okay. my okay. dad, my dad was Four, a college five years f- old. Uh, I think I was actually about six, six okay. years old. And then, um, yeah, played to my dad. So my dad played college football. So that's kind of drove the passion in me, he played for middle Tennessee state. And, you know, I, then he transferred to Florida state and that's where he ended up, uh, on a track scholarship for So I grew up watching, you know, the greats like worked on, Deion Sanders and you know countless others go through the school so um, I wanted to play from a young age but uh, I don't know why he never played soccer in his whole life but for some reason he said I had to play two years of soccer before I played football so that was you started it. started
0: just slow with the uh, contact and then you were still into it and then started football?
1: Yep that's it exactly. So what else were so, you playing besides football? football? Yeah um that was it you know i you know i had stints and you know doing boxing and you know martial arts and stuff like that but it was always it was always american football and soccer for me perfect so So
0: tell me about those those early years youth football what are your first kind of memories of playing american football
1: Um, well similar to yourself my dad my dad (laughs) was my coach for many years so (laughs) um my first few years of football my first four years in football were coached by him so he was um he was a great mentor you know he was my dad so he was tough at times you know but he instilled um a lot of a lot of you know fundamentals that carried me to where i am today you know in those early years of football and i think you know that that kind of stands true like and you know it's, it's a testament to me like playing now at 36 years old is you know having such a you know gaining the skill set at such a young age yeah what kind of position so. were you playing when you started out um, when I started, it was wide receiver. I was playing quarterback. My dad was a quarterback in college, so he had uh, big dreams for me as well. And, you know, I think when I, when I was younger, I, you know, that was kind of where I wanted to play as well. So, um, I had the best, you know, mentor and coach around me, you know, for quarterback. So, um, uh, that's where I started. Um, and then I was kind of, I was, you know, uh, I guess a utility player. So, you know, I'd be used wide receiver, um, quarterback you know some running back and then um as far as defense goes it was it was pretty much always linebacker and strong safety for me I don't know why it was just it fit my mold and it you know fit my skill set and you know that was the position for me I think over how were
0: you guys early on team was good
1: um no we were we actually really bad <laughs> I think my first scene well I think we were shooting at about a 500 you know like I think we were you know uh, win half the season, lose half the season, kind of thing. Um, you know, where I grew up is a is a, is a big football football area. So, on um, the water, yeah a, lot of, yeah, a lot of great teams. You know, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Tampa, and all that area. So, um, yeah, first uh, first two years were rough, and then second two years we started getting a lot better.
0: Okay, so then your dad's no longer the coach, and someone else took over, or what happened? Switch team? Yeah, so he
1: coached. Uh, it was flyweights when you started out, and then it was uh, mighty mites, and then after that it was pee wee. So he coached me up to pee wee, and then after that, that was kind of the um, transition period into high school. Then, okay, so you are like what what grade then? He coached you till about eighth grade. Uh, sorry, when we, yeah, till about eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade. Yeah, okay. Perfect. And then I went. Yeah, and then it was to high school after that. So, perfect. So wh- where would you go to high school? uh first high school i went to was st petersburg high schools uh st petersburg green devils was a football team so i was there i was actually in a, um i was in a program like it's called international baccalaureate so it was like you know uh basically uh, a really like uh, i guess advanced, it was like an advanced high school or whatever you know that you had to be accepted into but, um, you know, I wasn't, I was kind of a uh, social butterfly. So that didn't work out the first year. You know, it was really tough curriculum and really, you know, they were prepping you for college from ninth grade. So um, it just wasn't fitting in with my social life. So um, the grades started to slip. And then um, my second year, I transferred then to my zoned high school, which was uh, Lakewood Spartans. Nice. And
0: so how, how was football that first year? Okay, or mostly focused on? Um, the fun stuff of being in high school
1: yeah i mean the, the first year was tough for me to be honest man like I, I was a late bloomer so you know i had i was you know in little league and stuff like that i always i had the speed i had you know the determination and you know all of this to kind of and the skill you know the fundamental skill set to get me by but you know once you got to high school it was like 14 years old people started getting beards and you know what I mean? like getting to six foot tall and i was i was the guy who didn't hit my growth spurt till uh Till after 10th grade so um, the first year was the first year was kind of tough because I knew you know there's you know that you know when you get to high school you know yourself um, you know the line starts getting a lot taller and you know if you're under six foot you're probably you know you're probably not going to be uh, you know developing as a quarterback or at least not anytime soon so um, that's when I kind of made my transition over to uh, mainly defense then it was uh, you know line just what I always thought was, if I couldn't be as tall as everyone else, I'd work harder in the gym and I'd be faster than them because if you're the fastest guy in the field and the biggest guy in the field can't catch you. So you can eliminate all the problems right there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So how was the, uh, so the second school, same idea, you were playing mainly defense?
1: yeah yeah i was involved with special teams and um and then defense i was uh playing strong safety more mainly strong safety linebacker whatever the you know whatever kind of um Did whatever you they're supposed to be as a sophomore i played start on junior varsity when i went to the new team and then i got moved up to varsity perfect so and how pretty how was that team up. That team was a lot better. Um, Lakewood was a really strong, really strong football team. Always, uh, you know, they were, they were state contenders Four a school. The other school was four a as well. Um, But uh, this one was just, you know, they they were known, they were known, you know, for their football. So um, it was, it was a step up for sure. Definitely.
0: Goes up to 4A or 5A?
1: What's the highest? um i but 6a was 6a were all now back when i was playing 6a was as high as it went and those were you know the bigger private schools we didn't really have any 6as um where i was in florida a lot of the 6a schools were uh east coast and then down near miami you know you have a lot of private schools that were competing at a really high level so they and you know obviously it's based on the uh, graduating class so down there you have a higher population so you'd get up to 6a
0: yeah perfect so when did you feel like that uh switch kind of happened in high school where you kind of raised raised your game a level um
1: i think it was i think it was saw so, you know sophomore after after freshman year i really felt that i felt like you know i needed to do something um i had a couple you know kind of big brothers on the team that looked out for me um you know they were big linemen you know six foot three you know their their dads were similar stature and had played uh football at a high level and i think Um, you know, they kind of, they kind of, uh, mentored me and got me into the gym. I started going to the YMCA, um, and just literally, you know, that was when it clicked. It was like, you know what? I I can't rely on, I can't rely on myself to grow or can't predict when I'm going to grow. So, like I said, at that point, I just had the mentality where I'm going to get as big as I can, I'm going to get as strong as I can, I'm going to get as fast as I can. And that's really, that's really where it switched for me. Did
0: you play other sports in high school?
1: Yeah, I was still playing um, competitive soccer, so I played uh, played soccer right through high school as well. Would you have said you were, if you
0: were a typecast in a high school movie, were you the football player, were you something else, like were you super into football, or was it more varied?
1: Um, I guess I was kind of, um, I was one of those guys that kind of tapped into everywhere, you know, like I was, I was, I was um i had you know i had a so i had a good social life um i had a lot of friends on the football team had a lot of friends on the uh soccer team you know so i'd say i was you know and to my downfall as well i'd say i was kind of you know jumping from jumping from area to area or you know what i mean um i just it was uh uh sorry (laughs) losing my train of thought here um no I just um I, I wouldn't really pinpoint myself on anywhere I'd say it was just you know one of those guys I was a funny guy I was a class clown I was you know an athlete and at the same time you know I was a bit of a troublemaker too so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so ju- junior year how'd the junior season go
1: um junior season was kind of um actually that's when it kind of it, it, it went negative for me um uh, the reason I wear number eight is, you know, my best friend in high school, in the middle school, he um, he got in a bad car accident. That was his number for baseball. In my junior year of high school, he um, he got in a car accident um, and crashed head-on into uh, another car and passed away tragically. And um, it was pretty intense. Like, I, I had, sorry, so that was my junior year before that I was having, I was kind of just, met uh, I was having issues with my grades. So the grades started to affect me. Um, and I got pulled from the team and then my senior year, um, you know, it was kind of like, I wanted to go out and, you know, my senior year and really make an impact and see what I could do, you know, and take it to the next level. But, you know, when this happened, um, it kind of put everything on the, uh, on the, you know, it just sidelined everything for me, to be honest. Like I lost my focus. I lost every, you know, I just kind of lost, you know, I really lost my drive for football at that stage, you know, tragically.
0: Yep. So, going into college what was your what was your thought process then you haven 't played the last two years you you kind of want to go in college you want to study you want to do what 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 are you thinking at that time
1: Yeah, you know college was tough then because I knew like i I just felt like i was you know I was trying to make up for lost time at that stage because I felt like I let myself down a lot of ways in high school, you know, because of the grades, and then obviously, you know, I just kind of lost my motivation. Um, so college, I was, I, I, I was fortunate enough. I turned my grades around. I got an academic scholarship. So obviously, my last two years, I did. I wasn't. I was an active um, for majority of it, so I didn't get any uh, scholarships. Um, so I was set. I'm going to Florida State. That's where my dad, you know, graduated from, and you know, I was a seminal my whole life since I was a baby. So um, I got an academic scholarship. I got accepted to Florida State. I went there, and um, you know, that's when it kind of started again for me. And it, you know, I had, you know, then it was like, you know, if if you can't do it that way, then the next way is to walk on, you know. And that was my whole mindset going into college to get back involved in football any way I could, and you know, from there it was, I, jo- I joined a fraternity and I had a couple of fraternity brothers that were on the Florida State football team on the practice squad. And, you know, they kind of talked me through it and had me pumped about it. And um, I started just playing intramurals again. Um, you know, I'd always play pickup games of football with friends, but um, I started getting competitive with, you know, intramural flag football again, which was all you had, you know, other than, um, other than the, you know, NCAA football. So. Um, I was training with dad got back into the gym, was training hard, working on my speed, conditioning, all these kind of things. And, um, you know, that was my mindset in college, you know, school and school and, you know, focus on becoming a better athlete or, you know what I mean, making up for lost time.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Uh, so you finished school. Four years, five years. How'd that all go? Stayed at Florida State the whole time, or what? What happened?
1: Yeah, I, st- I stayed at Florida State. Um, I uh, so sorry. So I was in. So my my dreams of walking on were crushed later. I, I, my Achilles heel in life, I think, was motorcycles. Um, so when I was in college, I started getting into uh, racing scramblers or, mo- or dirt bikes, and. Um, ended up uh breaking a breaking a two hands worth two hands worth of bones and herniating my l five vertebrae and you know at that stage it was kind of like you know i didn't i didn't think i didn't think there was going to be football in my future anymore you know so um I finished out my academic scholarship i graduated um it ended up being five years um I got my bachelor's in uh criminology and psychology and um then i wasn't then i wasn't sure man i was actually i was planning on going to the uh marine corps um that was that was the next step for me because i just felt maybe i needed it i wasn't really sure what i wanted to do or you know what direction i wanted to go in you know when sports was off the table it kind of you know it definitely threw a, a loophole in my you know dreams or ambitions um but uh yeah that that also fell through then because of my uh motorcycle injuries So after that, the plan, um, the plan was always move to Ireland.
0: So as 23, 24 year old, you already knew, like, I think I want to move to Ireland.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, my mom's, uh, originally, originally from Dublin. So, you know, as a kid, I used to come over here, um, you know, and visit, half my family lived here. So I used to come over and visit. So I don't know what it was when I was a kid. I had a real strong um, connection with my Irish blood and I, I just, I remember coming home from uh, Ireland and, you know, five, six years old and crying because I didn't want to go back to the U.S. I wanted to stay there. You know, it was I don't know how to explain it. It was just something inside of me that knew I always wanted to be here. So um, when I had a couple you know what I mean, when I when I had a couple of situations like that, that kind of, you know, didn't go through, um, I decided my best bet was, you know, move to Ireland and, um, you know, pursue my pursue my dreams over here.
0: Would you say you grew up in an Irish house or an American house?
1: <laughs> it's so it's so hard to say because my dad's so American and my mom's so Irish. You know, it was literally, you know, it was it was like living it was like living in a house with two rival college football
0: teams. What's the big difference in the Irish culture to the American culture <laughs> you saw going off in that house?
1: Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, my dad was, my dad was an athlete, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't, he lived his life by football and, you know, his dad was, his dad was in the military, you know, and was, uh, you know, worked in jails and all this kind of stuff. So he was very disciplined and, you know, by the book and all of this. And whereas my mom was, you know, she was just kind of really laid back and would never let anything bother her. And, you know super positive you know so i think i think maybe um the irish are a bit more hu- you know there's a bit more humor in everything you know they take everything with a grain of salt where um i think um my dad anyway was a bit more um, americans
0: are pretty intense
1: yeah 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 They're kind intense.
0: of all in on things
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> definitely we're loudmouths apparently yeah that's the word on the yeah. block from us yeah <laughs> you're not so bad though <laughs> <I hope laughs> <I'm not here. laughs> what would you uh what's the biggest difference between what you expected from ireland and something that when you got here and we're living here surprised you
1: you know what it's football like i never knew football was played here you know like it's the craziest thing you know i'd come here my whole life i visited here my whole life there's not you know there's nothing surprising to me for ireland i love this place i love the country i love the people you know nothing there is no real shock value when i moved here you know culturally or anything like that but it was you know when i first moved here i was i was kind of the one thing about irish culture right is if if you didn't if you didn't live here and you didn't go to school here it it was very hard to get a job at first you know coming from another you know being an american i think part of that is the culture here you know they're just not sure
0: about someone
1: yeah exactly they didn't know my background that i you know had been well acclimated to irish culture and you know the country in general so i think it was uh it was tough at first you know i was looking for traineeships and internships um at the time because i was pursuing law over here um so i wanted to be a lawyer which is called a solicitor here so that was my dream and i you know it was it was a struggle because i knew i wanted to live here but i knew you have to have certain things to really you know you know dig your heels in and you know make it your home and you know i wanted i wanted a you know a good job i wanted a house i wanted you know to really dig my heels in and feel like this was home and i wasn't getting that you know the first while and there were days when i literally drove you know drove around uh, and all i had was the gym literally all i had was a gym and i was getting back into shape getting back in my fitness but i had no outlet for it other than you know pushing a barbell. And then it was uh, I was in the gym one day and I saw a guy in a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey in the cardio room. And I and I just asked him and he said, yeah, football's played here. And, you know, it's been played here since the late 90s and all of this stuff. And I'm like, no way. And that was honestly the biggest shock of my life. And it was the best turning point for me moving over here as well.
0: So who was the uh, what was your original team you went down to or a way you got involved with Ireland football?
1: well you know right when he said it literally i got home and i was like i you know it was it was something that always nagged at me i think that i never fulfilled my potential in football back home like and it it always ate away at me and i i knew i still had it and then when he said that to me it was like right away i mean i couldn't even leave, leave the gym fast enough i was on my phone i was looking up teams and i was just you know i was flabbergasted i couldn't believe it and um it was like a dream come true so i was just literally just right away i was messaging every team you know near me and um the way it kind of panned out is the, the team i'm with now the dublin rebels at the time they were in the uh playoffs um for for the football season so they were they had a game the next day so obviously i couldn't play and they were like you know um paul rogan a great guy from the rebels um he uh he's like come on down you know come watch the game and then i got a message from another team that was actually closer to where i was living at the time with my brother and um they were like we're training tomorrow so for me you know like not 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 having played in so long and just you know wanting something like this in my life i was like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go train tomorrow So I chose the, I chose the team that was nearby that was, you know, still actively playing and I could, I just wanted to put, I just wanted to put a helmet on and hit someone, man.
0: (laughs) So how, how long had it been from having a helmet on and hitting someone to having a helmet on and hitting someone?
1: It had been uh, around eight years, eight years since I had proper contact. So it was, man, it felt good. It felt really good to say the least, you know, I think, you know, yourself just the ritual of putting the gear on and padding up and taping up. And there's something special about that. You know, you know, you're, you're about to go out there and do work and, you know, hopefully, hopefully shit on a few guys.
0: <laughs> how how did, uh how that first season go? You're with kind of a younger club.
1: Yeah. The first season, you know, I was still, I was, I still obviously, um, you know, i jumped right in um i didn't know where i wanted to play to be honest i didn't know the skill level i kind of walked out there and was just like you know what's it all about um and actually the first day of training i met you know one of my best friends to this day wello um me and him were going out he had just moved he had just transferred or he just left another team the dublin rhinos and he was coming to the panthers and uh, me and him kind of walked together and we were sizing each other up you know because we're both you know strong boys or whatever athletic guys and he was like, Where are you going to play? And I was like, running back. And he was like, You should go play defense. <laughs> so anyway, I I fuck I said, fuck that. I'm gonna, I'm right next to you. So uh yeah, so I, I went running back and um and we, you know, me and him just me and him just clicked right away, you know, it was just same wavelength, you know, we 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 had big ambitions, big dreams, and he was like a little brother to me. Um yeah, so yeah, so that's that's where I started And the first season. The first season was rough on both of us actually, you know, um, we were fortunate we had a great coach, coach John Romo, he American guy, um, you know, uh, living over here and, you know, he played college football as well. So a great mentor and, you know what I mean, just a great all around guy, but there was just a lot, it just seemed like a lot of politics, you know, uh, me and Wella were doing, you know, just things with training and, you know, we weren't really getting our shot. And, you know the first. You know we sat out the first couple games, and you know we, we were just at a point where we're like you know let's let's go defense. You know Coach Romo's on defense, so we'll go over there and you know make our impact there. So um, yeah, halfway through the first halfway through the first season, I, I really hadn't touched the ball much. I hadn't really hit many guys. You know it was kind of like um, it was kind of a buzz kill in a way. But then when I switched to defense, I mean my the switch clicked in my head again. You know um, immediately went to uh, linebacker. And I just felt right at home. I was making big plays. You know, while was playing, you know, uh, he was, he was on the defense with me too. He was playing um, safety at, the, or sorry, uh, corner at the time. So me and him, just that uh, first year, we, we just kind of put our hands up and said, look, we'll play where the team needs us. And we went defense. And uh, the first year we won one game, one and six. I think. Right. Was. <laughs> uh, what year was this? This was 2013. So if you had to, uh... Sorry, two thousand and fourteen. How did you describe what the
0: hap has happened with the league and with football in general in Ireland in uh, 2014, 2013, till today?
1: Um, you know, it, it's it's progressed so much and so quick. I think at first, you know, when I first got here, like teams were really like. They were like cliques, you know, they didn't associate with one one another. They hated each other. You know, everyone hated this team or hated this player because he was so good or this and that. And I really hated that kind of culture, you know, like, and, and that's what ultimately got, got me to the Rebels was, you know, I met a lot of great guys in the Rebels that were like-minded people that just respected good players. So I think that whole attitude has changed where people can respect other people and other teams and say, he's a baller or whatever. And I think that came with the formation of the national team. Um, It was, when was it 2015? You know, I think that's when the big turning point was. I had, me and Wello had left the Panthers uh, and we went to the Rebels. And that was the first year they really started um, a heavy recruiting drive for the uh, national team and were really pushing to get us some uh, international games. And I think that was a big icebreaker for the league you know to realize it's not about the individual club it's about elevating the game over here and you know putting a stamp on the on the on the world map for Ireland you know and i think that's a very important thing because you know when, when the national team was first formed it was a lot of egos and uh, you know there's people on the on the team that literally were your were your arch nemesis on the field you know like i mean i'm a big shit talker on the field and i was kind of like you know I was kind of worried when I went into the national team, what everyone was going to say about me, because, you know, a couple of weeks before that I was, you know, screaming in the guy's face, you know, taking the ball off him or whatever it was. So um, I think that was the biggest turning point in the league was once the national team was formed, you just saw a lot more unity across the league and um, the skill level went up big time because people were really stepping up their game and really wanted to wear that, wear, wear the Irish jersey on their back.
0: Perfect. So what, which was your, what year was your first season with the rebels?
1: Um, my first season with the rebels was the 2015 season, 2015.
0: All right. 2015. So take me kind of through the, how'd that season go?
1: Um, well, that season, that, that was just a game changer in general. Um, you know, me, me and Wello just, you know, we just had some issues with the other team we were with and, You know, at the end of the day, you know, there's we had we we met some great people on that team, and you know, it just unfortunately it wasn't enough. We we felt like we wanted more. Um, We wanted to we wanted to buy into a team that was really you know you know really uh, was trying to make a statement in the league, and you know, we we knew we wanted to be champions. You know, so I think that was part of it as well. And um, we just decided we were going to go to Dublin Rebels, Um, so we went there, Um, the Rebels had been a top team in Ireland for many years, Um, you know, they have the most shamrock ball victories in the country, or sorry, in the country, Um, and at the time we went there, it was, you know, there there was a team up the north called the Belfast Trojans that was kind of dominating the league, um, you know, and... Me and Melo wella would go to the games, and we'd be like, you know what, we we can we can we can ha- we can uh, we can add value to this team. So uh, we decided to go to the Rebels, and they welcomed us with open arms. And I don't know what it was. It, it, it's it's one of those, you know, you, you know yourself. You the, you get a spark in a preseason where it's surreal. The the amount of energy behind the team and the hype, and this was it. Our first year, it just you know everything just clicked. Um, another good friend of Mine and yourself, Kenny. Um, Kenny moved over from the states, um, you know, and he had played high school football as well. And it was just—it just seemed like all the pieces of the puzzle came together that year. I don't know what it was. There was just uh, an energy in the team, and um, from get-go, we just—we just, we just started—we we just started balling out. Um, we won our fur we won—we lo- we won our f- first three games. Then our um and our first game happened to be my old team, which was a great rollover victory. I think we beat them sixty, you know, by forty points or something like that. So that was kind of a nice start, stepping stone towards our first championship. And um, then uh, we had a we had a speed bump in the middle of the season. We lost to the Belfast Trojans, which were you know they kind of they kind of ran us over. I think they beat us by ten points or something like that. Um, but it kind of it kind of put a damper for a second because we were like, damn, if we can't beat them, we can't we can't win, you know. But I don't know what it was. We we just kept going, and then the next time we played them, we played them on a rainy Irish day in Belfast, and it was probably the the best game of football I've ever been a part of. Um, you know, it was it was a turning point for our team. It was it was a realization that you know we could really do this and it was just it was one of those you know gritty football games where there wasn't a lot of points there was a lot of drop balls and this and that but it was it was really it was really a turning point for our team for that season and from then on we just we just kept going we we built you know we built on that built on that and then um yeah and then we made it to the shamrock Bowl and got our first championship and i got my first mvp trophy which was great as well
0: would you guys play in the shamrock Bowl?
1: We played the Belfast Trojans. Oh, so played them three times in one year or twice? Yeah, three times, yeah. We usually oh, wow. play, it depends on the season, but uh, that season we had played them twice. Typically, we do play them twice a season. And then, um, again, they, had, they, were in a different, they were in a different division for the playoffs, so we just met again in the final.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, so then year two with the Rebels, did you get the uh, championship again or what happened?
1: Yeah. So, um, that was that we, uh, we won the championship and then, and then I think it was, was it that, I think it was that year. We had the Atlantic cup as well, or sorry, it was the following year was Atlantic cup. So yeah, so that season ended. Um, then we got into national team. Um, at that point I had, I had, uh, been scouted and I got, uh, I, I made it onto the national team. They had, um, they had a game then for, uh, planned or the first inaugural game against the Netherlands was that summer. So that was, you know, a transition straight from straight from national championship into national team and ready to go play our first international game. And so
0: how'd that whole process go and how'd that team do?
1: Um, It went good. You know, at first, you know, the national team, it wasn't very organized. You know, it was it was kind of like we were just there. You know, we had the right coaches in place. Um, it was just organizing the guys and getting us to mesh and we had such little time, you know, I think a big problem was we were relying on team training so as, as the supplement for national team training which, you know, has its pitfalls because you're not, you know, you're not meshing as as new players together, you're only meshing with the team you play with during a regular season. So um, I think the, the the first game, you know, leading up to it, we got it done. We got there, um, but it was it was it was pretty hectic getting up to the first game. Um, but we were all just pumped, you know. I mean, everyone was just so pumped to play for their country and you know to be able to go play in a stadium and uh, you know and and you know for for us being from Ireland, we don't have our own stadiums. We don't you know you don't have bleachers. You know a lot of the a lot of the things that you take for granted in the states you know just aren't here so um to go over to a team like the netherlands and they have a you know multi-million dollar stadium and you know all of this kind of stuff it was it was a dream come true for a lot of us um but you know we had our growing pains it was it was, it was tough like we uh we weren't doing so hot the first half i think uh, i can't remember the score and i think we were down by down by three scores or so. And um, then second half, you know, we started kicking it back into gear. We started finding our footing and then um, died. The game actually then got canceled due to, uh, due to lightning. So it, was oh, wow. kind of, it fizzled out pretty quick.
0: <laughs> so it was just one game that you guys played or multiple?
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that year is just the one game. Um, then the, the next year, the next year, the next season, then we, I was back with the Rebels. Um, we went to the national championship again, um, similar scenarios before we lost one game, made it to the final. Um, Would you lose to that we... year? Sorry?
0: Would you lose to that year?
1: Uh, we, oh, sorry, was it, it was the Trojans again. We lost once to the Trojans. Oh,
0: these Trojans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our one loss and then they got beat in the, uh, they got beat in the playoffs and then, um, and then, yeah, and then. Sorry, wait. It was, yeah, it was. I'm just trying to make sure I have it right. But yeah, it was. And then we made, and then we ended up uh, winning out our, uh, winning out the playoffs, and we played the Carrick. At the time, they were called the Carrick Fergus Knights. Now they're called the Belfast Knights. So we played them in the final, and um, again chance. another. Sorry.
0: So that was your second championship with them?
1: Yeah, that was my second national championship. Um which is a great, you know, what I mean? over here it is, it, it's it's the game you want to play. Like yeah. like I was saying, a lot of the games over here you don't have bleachers and stuff like that. We have some nice, you know, there is some nice venues we go to and stuff, but um you know the the Shamrock Bowl is is the ultimate. You know, you're playing in the Shamrock Rover Stadium. It's a it's a proper big stadium, you know, that a real American football game maybe played in back, you know, if it was back home. So, um, you know, it was just, just a big buzz to be able to play in that place. Um, so yeah, the second year was, uh, business, business as usual. We went in, um, it was funny, you know, me and, me and Wello, you know, we were best mates in that first year I won, I won the MVP trophy, you know, and it was just kind of, uh. It was just kind of a rub on the back to say, hey, you made the right decision on, you know, you know, moving teams. And then um, a lot of people doubted Wello, too, I think, after the first season. They had a great season with the Rebels that first year, but they kind of doubted him and um he he showed out that game. He uh without a doubt, Wello Wellow was the uh, was the contributing factor to us winning that championship. I think he threw he threw for he threw for a completion, he ran a few touchdowns. I mean, he was all over the place. Um, but yeah it was great because he won that year we 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 skated by again it was a close uh, close game but we won at the end and um Wello Wello got his got his due due uh diligence and he got his uh, MVP trophy that year so it was a great feeling for me and him to go back to back MVPs
0: was that 2016 or 2017 just to get my years right
1: that was 2016 yeah, 2016
0: so there was uh, a yeah. 2017 2018 2019 tell me about kind of the genesis of those three seasons
1: yeah so um national team fizzled out after that there's funding issues and i don't know the politics whatever you want to call it so we didn't get a game that year um so we ended there ended up being i actually ended up getting into coaching then i was an assistant on the national team for the um for the junior national team so we had that we had um an american team american all-star team come over um American international i believe it was um they came over um and their high school team played our uh, junior squad which was um it was a revelation to say the least um for youth youth football in ireland you know i think that's our downfall is you know we never really had a youth league up until then so you were trying to gather the few players around the league that were you know the the appropriate age and then you know even that you had a small pool you know because you, you couldn't you couldn 't make contact here till you're eighteen, so a lot of them you know you, a lot of players don't transition to American football till you know early twenties mid twenties and at that stage it's too late for the junior national team so I, I hopped on board, you know, to help out with the uh, defensive backs and, um, you know, it, w- it was a great experience. You know, the guys got blown out and, you know, but I think it was, I think it was a wake-up call for the league as well that we needed to start implementing some youth programs, you know, to get people, because, you were, you know, you'd have people out there that maybe have only played a few games of football and they're now they're representing the country and playing guys that have been playing since they're eight years old, you know, so you have to take the positives with the negatives though and i think that you know what i mean situations like that really um really make you uh you know look look at your own you know your own self introspectively and see how much more you can improve or how much more you can contribute to the team so that was the um yeah so that was my experience with coaching and then the next season um the next season we were doing good i had a decent season i Sorry, I'm bad with the numbers. I think we lost. I think we lost two, and then um, we ended up. We ended up uh, doing great the second half of the season. So we kind of um, we had we had a few big plays that saved us. We beat the uh, Trojans. We were in the semifinal against the Trojans, and I don't know what it was. You know, um, you can say complacency kills, but I I truly think that year was uh, unfortunately. The fire had died a little bit, Um, you know, the the training sessions weren't the same. They didn't have that spark. You know, the the guys, you know, a lot of guys didn't want to train or didn't think they had to train. So, you know, we weren't having, you know, 30, 40 people showing up to train and we were struggling to put together, you know, a skelly or a scrimmage, you know, and, and put people on the line. So I think that really, um, that, that really unfolded that season. How you could see how it, you know, how it affected, you know, our overall season and towards the end it, 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 uh, I think it's what ultimately, you know, why we lost, but yeah, so we made it, we, we had a close game against the Trojans. We won in the semifinal, made it to the final again, and we were playing cork admirals, which, uh, Cork had, Cork Cork had been a strong, a strong team for many years in Ireland, but they'd kind of, um, we're having some rebuilding, you know, we're rebuilding, you know, my first few seasons, but this season they really turned it around and they were, um, they, they had a great season and, you know, they were, they were, they were a great team. We actually lost to them that season and, um, yeah, so we played against them. Unfortunately, um, I got in a car accident, uh, 10 days before the final and I got a concussion. So, I was deemed ineligible. So, um, that was a tough game for me. It was my third national championship, but I didn't get to play in it. I just sat on the sideline and unfortunately, um, some, some unfortunate events during the game, you know, we, we, we lost on a a couple of bad plays, you know, we had, we had, we had a a good shot at winning it, but, um, you know, the better team won on the day. so. So
0: then going into 2018,
1: um 2018 um yeah so 2018 then um the national team campaign sparked right back up which was great um you know i made a you know i that was that was kind of the light at the end of the tunnel for me after having a concussion i don't know what it was it, it was just it was just one of those seasons for me um you know i had broken i had broken my finger you know just i'd you know, I, it just felt like it was one of those seasons when I was, where I was getting kind of knocked around or getting a few knocks here and there. So I was just happy, um, you know, to play, you know, to get back into it again, because it, it really, um, it really wasn't fun watching from the sidelines. So the national team got me motivated right again. Um, I was healthy, um, you know, got myself fit. And I I was ready to play and then it was obviously they they were um you know they cut down the team so after the national championship they start bringing in training sessions and they start narrowing the team down to um a dressing squad <clears throat> and uh, um and then you know unfortunately some of the players don't get to dress on the day or kid up even so um yeah so i got myself to got my I uh, got my shit together um got back going and um made the, made the final roster for the national team And we had a game in October. Um, The Belgian Barbarians were coming over um, for our inaugural game with them. It was a new. It's. It felt like a new spark with the team. It was technically our second game, but you know, I think a lot of people would say it was our first first game um, because it it was just the first real organized game. We had new jerseys. We had you know. We had all the you know. We had just everything was organized and in place, and we were really. Fired up to really start, you know, pushing this national team again. So there's a great buzz, um, you know, great atmosphere with the guys. Everyone was just, you know, the team at that stage. You know, it was mainly the it was it was a lot of the same guys from the first, you know, from the first international game we played. So there was still that core leadership and core, um, you know, structure within the team. Um, so it, it, a few new guys came on came on, and we just went out there and we had nothing to lose. Like, you know, we, we had played one game against Netherlands and, you know, like just, we, there was only way one way, which is up when you're on one, there's only one way, which is up. So <laughs> we just went out there, man. We went out there and we, uh, we played some gritty football and, another rebel my buddy pete um he had a standout game as running back and you know he uh he carried the team on his back for for a lot of it and you know we had andy dennehy another uh former rebel he was our quarterback and
0: you know it's just a really
1: good squad really strong squad and um uh, we went out there and we got the job done
0: perfect so then into the into the club season
1: um yeah so club season started back up um unfortunately there was some turmoil within the club that year i'm sorry that's that's my son in the background <laughs> um anyway yeah so uh, that year was that year was uh started off started off strange i don't know um there there was some issues with the club with you know the the inner workings of the club the you know the the vets who'd been there for so many years and you know, the newer coaches and this and that. And to be honest, I, I stood back from it because I'd only been with the team for three years. So, you know, I had, I I was the guy who liked everyone, you know, like, and in, in there's not one person on that team that's neither with us now or was with us before that I have a bad word to say about because, you know, I'm just, I, I, I just believe you learn something from everyone. And, you know, you, you just got to remove yourself from those situations and, you know, focus on football. And that's what I did. so. Um, I kind of came back. I just heard what happened and, you know, we lost our quarterback and, you know, one of our, you know, another, uh, one of our great, you know, one of our great players and coaches. And it was just kind of the team was in a bit of turmoil. Um, Some other people had walked away and, you know, taking up coaching jobs at other, uh, you know, other school, other uh, teams and stuff. So it was weird, um, especially, yeah, it, it was, it was a strange time. I think at the same time, a lot of people were, were pissed off about the Shamrock Bowl, you know, like, you know, a lot of people had it in their head that, you know, it was this one instance that caused it. And, you know, this is the reason and this and that. And, you know, there's, I think there's some finger pointing in general, um, which took away from focusing on rebuilding and, you know, getting back to the next year, you know, it just seemed like a lot of focus and energy was on who's on whose side. And, you know this and that it's it wasn't it wasn't um it wasn't the best energy you know it was a strange it was a strange season for sure um and you know i don't yeah it, it start i i had switched to offense that season um and then i wasn't playing defense and basically after the you know i had a baby on the way as well you know and it, it was just a lot of stuff going on wello wasn't you know wello had taken a break from football as well and um, it was a strange season to, for sure. Um, I played. I think I played half. The, I think I played uh, two games that season. I had my baby, or I didn't have it, but my missus had the baby. Uh, <laughs> second game in, so I took I took some time off, and then I had a bad I had a bad um, injury. I hyperextended my knee and you know did some damage to my PCL um, against Cork on a kick return. Um, so I don't know, like, to be honest, when I was out there playing, I was out there playing and, you know, it was just unfortunate we had lost players and it just, the spark wasn't there, but you're still going out there playing as hard as you can. And I was still going out there, you know, doing the best I could. And, um, you know, it was just one of those seasons again, I, I got, got my knee injury and that was it for me. It was, uh, it was probably the, the worst, the worst injury I've had so far in football for sure.
0: What was the uh, team kind of record that year?
1: I believe we were, I think we won two games. So right. was it two and four? I think two and four, I believe. Sorry, I don't have my numbers with me. <laughs> but I believe, yeah, two and four. And like we barely skated by relegation. So um, you know, over here, I'm not sure if it's the same in other leagues around the world, but you know, the bottom team in the division um gets moved down a division. So um it's done on points and we were. You know we were second from the bottom so we were very fortunate to um stay up in the upper division so i think it was again i think it was a wake-up call for a lot of us you know and we had to at that stage we really had to decide where where the where the team was going and what direction we were headed in you know we were we were on track to lose a couple of um you know a couple of our senior you know great players that year as well so it just you know it was it was a bit of a blur and it was you know it was it was the season to forget about that's for sure
0: (laughs) so then the last season you played before covid knocked out this season was 2019 how'd that one go
1: yeah so do i have my 2019 I think I have my seasons wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think that was, tw- that was 2019. Okay, that was 2019. Uh-huh. So then yeah, coming so into now-
0: 2020 and now going towards 2021, what's kind of the yeah. vibe and what's kind of uh, – what are your goals for football with the future? So you've had um, you know, three Shamrock Bowls, national yeah. championships. You lose one Shamrock Bowl. Team kind of goes through some stuff, goes down a bit. Now. Yeah. it's you know, how, how are you going to get it back here? What are your personal goals? You're older now, still playing. Did have that time off. So not as many hits on the body. So you're probably not as old as other people your age.
1: To be honest, you know, I didn't know where football was going with me for me. Um, I was in two minds, you know, I I just started my family. I was, you know, um, you know, really trying to work towards a house, you know, which is hard to balance with football as well, you know, work another job, a full-time job. So, um, I didn't know what i wanted to do to be honest um i'm a rebel like i i bleed red so no matter what i was going there and um you know there was uh it was it was tough at first because we weren't sure who was going to be there and then um you know towards the end before the COVID kicked in it you know i just went back to the guys you know the the dudes you know that that are the stronghold of the team and we just talk to each other and you know we knew something had to change like we we had that we couldn't i didn't want to walk away you know i wasn't sure after that injury and stuff you know i'm 36 like I, i want to be able to coach my child as well and you know what i mean watch him play and be active with him you know so I think I started, you know, I know it's not old, but at the same time, you still start thinking about, you know, your mortality as far as, you know, your lifespan on the football team. Um, So I wasn't sure where I wanted to go or or what I, you know, where my head was at. Um, But, uh, you know, then the COVID, but then towards the end, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this this season. I don't want to leave. You know, I don't want the team. You know, I don't want to walk away from my career and the team, you know, when, when the team's, you know, not where they used to be. Like, I want to walk away from this team, you know, to know I'm passing the torch on to another, you know, another legacy, another, you know, that's another legacy that's gonna, that's gonna you know, hold, hold the team high and, you know, win championships. So um, I think ultimately that was my drive and I was committed to it. Uh, Kenny, had, Kenny had came back. So Kenny played with us that first year. And then he went back to America, his visa was up. And then um he kind of sparked it again for me because he wasn't gonna let me not play football. Um, you know, I was kind of just whatever. And then he was messaging me, he's like, you know, he was so pumped to come back and play football in Ireland. So I couldn't let him down. So we just sat down, you know, beginning of the preseason, we were like, look, we're gonna, we're gonna do what we gotta do, we're gonna make it happen, we're gonna play the positions we need to play, and you know, um, know build this team back up you know our new coach ross you know he'd been one of my best friends in the team since i started you know he he was another you know mentor towards me and took me under his wing as far as being a rebel and you know what i mean just getting me into the club so um he was our new coach and you know we we just you know he's a leader and we followed him and that's where we were and then I think the COVID thing made it, you know, made it it lit the fire even more for me. Um, Not being away from football this long is, is just, you know, I can't imagine my life. It's brought so much, so many good things to my life. I can't imagine not being it. Like, you know, I met my wife and my, I've had my child because of my first national championship. So, you know, I was like, there's, I got to keep playing football. I got to keep playing football. So um, that was it. That was the, that was the uh, mentality. And. Then going into it, it was just, you know, dude, we were talking and saying, where are we gonna, you know, who we're we gonna have here and there and this and that. And then, um, you know, yourself came along and, you know, I think ignited a big spark in us as well. Cause I think, um, you know, to, to, have, to have a leader like yourself out there um, is really um, on the field, not just on the sideline is, is a real game changer for us. So I'm just super fired up about football, man. And you know what? Like my goals for this season is, I need more of these. I need (laughs) need more of these. You know, maybe maybe another one of these MVPs as well. But you (laughs) could very well have that this year, bro. (laughs) I'm not being greedy. I just want gold. That's all I want.
0: What would you um, uh, with your training background? How would you? uh, How how long do you think you could? Tom Brady's forty-three, still playing football. How long do you think you could keep being strong and fast and keeping yourself healthy um with what you know about the body and stuff
1: you know that's been a big game changer for me because uh you know if you asked me when i was 18 i i would have thought you know your, your your shelf life as a football player is you know maybe 30s or something you know and here i am 36 playing and probably playing at one of the highest levels I've ever played to be fair um uh, so fast and I think strong it,
0: as ever? Like if I said year that you were the strongest yeah. and year you were the fastest for your age?
1: Yeah, I Remember? mean, I think
0: 29, I
1: 31, think, what I number would it be? I think I'm, I'm more balanced now. So I was my strongest in college for sure, um, but I was my slowest in college as well. Um, so over the years, I think with my body, I was, I was, you know, with, with the growing and not growing and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, I started training at a young age and I was training wrong. I was training like a bodybuilder and, you know, back, back then that was the type of training that it was. There was a lot less focus on, um, you know, functional training and, um, you know, uh, stretching and you know things like this—plyometrics, uh, calisthetics, and all of that kind of stuff—and um, I think that plays part and parcel to um, your longevity on the field. And over here, I, I, I um, decided I wanted to dive deeper, so I got my uh, you know personal training qualification, and then started diving in. Uh, I got my first part of my strength conditioning um, certification done as well, and I really just started to understand myself and my own body type and um you know what uh what i needed to work on and um what my strong what my strengths were so from then on and that that was kind of the start of my first you know the, the first year i went to the rebels i really focused on changing up the way i was training more functional training a lot of plyometrics a lot of speed training um you know and i just i felt so much better that way you know i wasn't carrying any excess weight i was still strong but i was was a balance of strong fast explosive and you know that's what i've been working on the last three years and i and i i truly you know apart from these you know it's hard to do a lot of strength training and you know certain functional training when you're training from home obviously with the covid restrictions but that's that's my path and that's you know that's the path i'm going to follow for the rest of my life because you know i truly think that's you know that's that's the fountain of youth right there is staying active and knowing your body, staying well balanced, and, you know, like, like yourself, you feed yourself with the right things, you are what you eat, and I think just having that intuition now has, pr- well, probably, I, I'd like to say we'll add at least another five years on. <laughs> we'll say five championships, five more championships.
0: <laughs> you have to give, uh, give young guys who don't lift weights and stuff advice on what they sh- could do and should do for their body, the quickest, simplest way you could say it, what would you tell them to do?
1: Know yourself. Every person is different. Um, know your strengths. Know your weaknesses. Focus on your weaknesses and focus on becoming balanced. Um, you know, other than that, you you need to you know your your. Um, sorry, man. <laughs> I kind of lost my train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, it's really other than that, it, it, you got to work hard. You have to be in it every day. Like, you know, it, it becomes monotonous, but you, you have to, you have to have that spark inside that drives you. You can't just go in and not be focused and just do the weights to do the weights. You have to be, you have to, be. you are, your mind is an in, in te, integral part of, of how well you're going to do. So if your mind's not focused in the gym and you're just going through the repetitions, you're never going to gain anything from it. You need to know exactly what you need to work on and you need to have that fire every time you go in there and push yourself.
0: That was a good answer. 10 out of 10. What's your leadership style? Sorry? What's your leadership style? How good of a leader are you and what's your leadership style?
1: Um, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, I, I I. think I'm, you know, forgive me, but I think I'm kind of, you know, I'm. I'm bipolar in some ways because I just... You know, some minutes. You know, if I'm on the field, I'm a completely different person. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect the same person you're talking to now out on the field. I'm very loud, in your face. Um, you know, my leadership style is fire you up. You know what I mean? Slap you across the head you know, scream, make animal noises, and, you know, snort and grunt, and, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff, it's, you know, I, 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 that's my one thing with defense, is I'm always out there yelling, I'm always pumping them up, I'm always getting inside the other team's head, you know, I'll have guys that will literally chase me down the field just to hit me, even though they, even though they miss their assignment, <laughs> so, um, other than that, I, you know, um I like I you know I I like to teach guys I like to be interactive with guys um so you know as far as trains and stuff I, you know I just I find myself uh you know gravitating towards the guys that you know want to learn or look at me and look up to me you know I always uh, I'm always the kind of guy to look out and help someone out or guide them along I'm the first person to greet you when you join the rebels. So if you're gonna join the rebels, you're gonna fucking meet me first. I can promise you that. So <laughs> um, but other than that, man, that's it. You know, I, I you know, the, the, everyone on that team is my brother, and you know, I look out for every one of them. And. You know, I think, I think one thing is I want to become a stronger leader. You know, I don't think you can ever be strong enough. I think, you know, everyone has their, their good qualities as a leader, but I think everyone has their flaws as well, maybe on the way it comes across to certain people or, you know, how it impacts people. So to me, I'm, I'm still growing as a leader and I, I want to be more of a leader.
0: Would you say offense or defense is more important to winning championships? Uh, just quick. Yeah, it has don't to be, be political. It has Just to be quick. It has to be defense.
1: has, to be defense, has All right. to be defense. And why? Real quick. Why? Because you can take the ball and you can, because you can take the ball and you can, uh, sorry, you can steal the ball and you can, and you can score with, uh, fuck, sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Cause you can play both sides of the ball. If you want to, if you're good enough, you can run a touchdown or you can prevent a touchdown. Uh, who's That's your favorite good. player? Deion Sanders, for sure. Why? Deion. Um, he's just – he's, he's an athlete. It's, it's just his charisma. It's, I, I just think he's a freak of nature. I, to be honest, he, he's my all-time favorite American football player. I watched him since I was a kid for Florida State, and uh, I just think he's an incredible person. Um, you know, for him to play two sports and then play two sides of the field and, you know, just be so pumped up, so positive. He has that charisma. You know, Neon Dion's the man. So that's that's him all the way.
0: One to ten. How big of a Bucks fan are you? Buccaneers.
1: Ten. Since ten? they're orange and white, yeah. <laughs>
0: Florida State ten is a little different than Bucks ten or same uh, thing yeah, ten?
1: yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm a college football guy. So ten Florida State, nine Buccaneers. But, you know. Sorry. Bucks are good, so it's a ten this season. <laughs> <And> Florida's <laughs> nine this season.
0: <laughs> Who's the funniest teammate you've ever had? Um, Simon Mackey. Simon Mackey.
1: Yeah, he's just just an animal. Just you know, the craziest guy you'll ever meet. Like you know, he's he's the guy who says, "Hold my beer and watch this." You know, he's he's just crazy on the field, crazy off the field, and he's always he's always making you laugh
0: what what's the the next thing that needs to happen to grow the sport
1: in ireland um youth i think i think youth team needs to be um you know a proper youth team needs to be you know really focused on um you know you have a lot of great guys that transition from gaa which is a native sport to ireland which isn't played anywhere else Um, hurling same native sport to ireland um, and rugby, I think those are the big, those are the kind of three biggest pools we're pulling from. And, you know, I mean, uh, GAA uh, football and hurling, you know, they're, they're, they're very, um, you know, you have to have great hand-eye coordination, you know. So I think as players, they transition really well. Um, rugby, without saying, I think, it, you know, it, it's, it's a close enough sport to American football. And, you know, that's typically where you get your, you know, your big guys that are, you know, they I mean know how to hit. Um, but like I said, w- when you're transitioning at 18 years old and you're trying to, you know, change ball size, you know, uh, you know, methods of scoring or rules and all this kind of stuff, you know, that's that's where or ball shape even, you know, these kind of things, you know, take time to develop and, you know, um, I, the younger generation is really missing out on, you know, core fundamentals. I think that's what got me so far over, you know, so far over here was... My uh, core fundamentals, that you know, there, there's two things you can't teach at 18 years old and that's coordination and you can't teach how to how to knock a guy on his ass. You know, you, you aggression, aggression and coordination are very hard to teach after 18. So I think it needs to be integrated at, at a younger age. You know, kids need to be involved, whether it's from a flag, you know, standpoint or whatever, which they're doing. They have a youth league now. But again, the youth league just obviously needs to um, You know, popularity needs to grow with it. Um, Parents need to be involved. So I think we need to reach out to the community and get parents involved and realize that this is a sport that you can progress from. You know, you're not just stuck here playing at an amateur level. You know, now there's so many opportunities to go to mainland Europe, you know, and play the sport at a high level and, you know, be successful not only in the sport, but, you know, there's opportunities there, you know, you know, to make a career out of it as well, if you're good enough. and you know it's no different from any other sport you know it's one in a million chance but at the end of the day it needs to be you know it needs to be considered on the same level as you know other sports you know youth sports which i think is the hardest thing because ireland is so you know they, they have their own sports here which are only played here and you know they're part of the culture they're part of you know everyone's household and you know it's very hard to break that bond you know or, or get someone to focus elsewhere outside of gaa at a young age
0: What's the best thing about Ireland that Americans wouldn't know about Ireland because they've only seen the Lucky Charms? <laughs>
1: um, I think I don't um, just just the atmosphere, just the people, really. You know, the, the people here are so friendly, and you know, when you have a group of friends here, you know, you know, it's just people are so relaxed and, you know, they love to crack jokes and, you know, they, they love to just kind of, you know, friends are very close here, you know, and family's very important here as well. So I think just in general, you know, the, the, um, the friendliness of people here and, you know, the, the culture in general, I think is, is just a real, it's just a real um, nice place to be, I think in general.
0: Perfect. Conrad Cook, strong safety linebacker, two-time champ, international football player. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks, Ty. Good to talk to you, brother. We're coming (laughs) for you this year, boys.